All right, KRLT 93.9, The Lake, live on the line right now, folks. Uh, I'm hoping this is uh, Cody Bass. If not, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> Good morning, Howie. Oh, it is Cody. All right. I, I timed it perfectly. Okay, now, first off, Cody, where are you? Are you up here locally, or are you off the mountain again, or what? No, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm here locally. Uh, it's been a great weekend. I've got my some family in town, so oh, uh, nice. yeah, it's, been, it's been good. A little smoky, but hey, we got past it, and um, yeah, had at least yesterday cleared out a little bit. So yeah, no I'm complaints. hoping for. Okay, now you've got family up here right now. Are they family from Texas or from some other vicinity that's closer? No, yeah, they came in from Texas. Yeah, my brother as well as my mom and my niece, and um, yeah, you know, it's always nice having people in Tahoe. It, it kind of brings you back to understanding what an amazing place uh, okay. you to live. Are they uh, are they listening in right now? You know, p- p- most likely. I uh, I came out to the office and I told them. So yeah, they they most likely are. Folks, uh, I just want to say, not just because uh, Cody's family is listening, but if it wasn't for uh, Cody Bass, uh, the center of the equilibrium of the place known as Tahoe would be off kiltered. There'd be no zen, and the tension would be off the charts. So if uh, anyone from the uh, Cody Bass family is listening, I'd like to think of you guys as little satellite zen machines. So go out there, go forth, and mellow out other communities within the area. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> well, we spent some time here talking about, man, the day that Texas comes online, which honestly <laughs> is probably sooner than I would have ever thought. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the tensions in Texas, they could use that zen yes. probably more than most places I'm... I've ever been. It, you know, it'll be great. To, it'll be great to see. You know what? It's, it's, I'm glad. You know what, Cody? You're one of the few people I really... I'm just going to out myself right now. I was going to say, you're one of the few people I really look forward to talking to. Then I've got other guests going on. Really? What am I, chopped liver? No, I'm not, I mean, one of the, one of the, let me, let me paraphrase, uh, rephrase and, uh, try to resent. Uh, one of the few guests I really enjoy looking forward to when I know it's a Tuesday. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I enjoy it as well, Howie. It's been awesome to, uh, you know, just to, to get the knowledge out oh. to, to, you know, to the greater good of people and, um, you know, it's cool coming around town. How many people actually? Hey, I hear you on Tuesday. It's just a, uh, it's a cool <laughs> thing, you know. And who would have ever thought that? I know, even huh? a couple of years back that this would be a, like an acceptable platform to put put it out. And of course, it is. I mean, it's great. A lot of people seek the knowledge, and uh, what a what a better place to put it out. But you know, there's there's a re- there's a really. I know sometimes I get down on people, and that's why I'd rather live in a world of fur babies and not humans. You know, but I I do have to say, since chatting with you. Okay, the samples have helped immensely, but I mean, just the fact that I, I feel like uh, uh, sometimes this. Oh man, this sounds sappy. I watched the Hallmark Channel last night, so this. I mean, it, I feel more of a sense of community when I get someone like you on, and I know there's other people that are tuned in, and it, I don't know. That makes me feel it's kind of a weird comfort zone, and I get less anxiety when I think about it. You know? Yeah. No. I mean, I think that that's honestly. I mean, good yeah. radio is so awesome. What you've been able to keep alive in our community because. <laughs> We really don't have a community radio like a lot of other places. I, I spend a lot of time up in Mendocino, and we have KMUD up there. Oh, yeah. And it's really great what you guys have been able to do, just keeping your morning show alive. It really does pull the community together, um, and it gives a venue for that, you know, for uh, for you to really host people that, um, you know, give comedy out or give general knowledge. But it brings us all together, you know. It's a, it's a great thing. Well, you know, it's somewhat essential. that I had to pass a... A litany test to deem this morning show essential. It's not voice tracked or anything. So I've had members of uh, I've had members of the you know 
the different Barton Foundation on the Barton Hospital. And the CDC, I have a friend named Mary. She has a real job out there in Atlanta. She calls in on occasion. And so I think it kind of helps out. And, and also it helps out just keeping things kind of balanced. And, and more importantly, I'm finding out from listeners, they like a routine. Like to go, hey, look, man, you've been on for how many years? Not kind of the years you've been fired, but it's kind of nice to be able to tune in and just kind of know that you're out there. I've never heard of that kind of stuff before. So it's kind of cool just having like a Tuesday knowing who's going to be on and what to, you know, ex- what to expect as opposed to other days like, oh, I could turn the channel off and listen to that cool trucky station, you know? Right. No, no, it's a, it's a good thing. And it helps people wake up, man. It's a, yeah. It like, makes you look, look forward to something. So, and and, and no, Cody, Cody, really and you know what, seriously, I've really learned a lot. I mean, I know initially we did this. It was like part of your your advertising thing. Like, hey, I could just see the salesperson. Hey, tell you what, man, you you take ads out on the on the KRLT, man. You can, you, you want to get on Howie Show? Oh, man, you almost had me till you threw that in there. Now I don't want to ever advertise. You know, but, but but it's cool that the responses I've showed you the responses that we've gotten from off the mountain. People actually are messaging, man, from other states. It's kind of a trip. They didn't know. And I, I didn't know other than just, just rolling one and burn one and passing out feeling good. I didn't know there was all these other uses of cannabis and the offshoots of what Tahoe Wellness Center has, not strictly just the cannabis. So, man, this, is a, this has been educational for me and probably a write-off for me, but not for you. Well, no, I mean, it's great. I mean, we honestly, I, I think our biggest core kind of mission at Tahoe Wellness is to spread the knowledge and yeah. and to get people to understand the, the benefits that it provides. and. Um, and really, like they're you know because of it not being in our in our curriculum of education or right. this knowledge really isn't widespread at this point. It's exciting that it's becoming more and more even oh. by the day. Now we're seeing you know universities embrace the research, and so it's going to become that way. But it does it creates so many people. It opens their mind to wow. There, there's so many possibilities. Oh. Um, and different delivery forms, and you know, a lot of people only think of it as a, something that you smoke, and uh, and and some people just do not want to smoke. Understandably, that's just not right. part of yeah. um, anything that they're about. So, just getting that knowledge out that there's so many other delivery forms, and it's like today, what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about in the in, on the show, but is the concentrated cannabis and oh. um, and what is known as hashish and, and hash, but. It's become, it's evolved so much, um, really because of this regulated supply chain, because of analytics, um, and because of, you know, companies that have laboratories that, that make so much more possible than just kind of the traditional methods around making hash. But what a lot of people don't get is it's actually, uh, for smoking, it's a healthier way to smoke. And the reason for that is because of it being concentrated. You, you smoke, you take in much less smoke to get the same effect. So, oh, for instance, okay. you know, smoking a traditional joint of flowers, um, generally you'll, you, you'll need a few hits to really get an effect. For somebody like me, I need like 10 or 12 hits of a joint <laughs> wow. uh, to really get the effect that I'm, <laughs> that I'm looking for, where a concentrated cannabis of hashish, one hit a, a lot of times, if it's the right potency and the, and the right type of hash, is good and will get me the same effect as I would have had from 12 hits um, of, a, of a joint or of, of flowers out of a pipe. Right. And the reason for that is because the hash is, is just the oil from the flower, right? So when you have the flower of cannabis that you roll up into a joint, you know, you have all of the rest of the plant matter. So you have different carcinogens, nothing like tobacco, but it's, it's basically the burning of plant matter that creates tars and different kind of resins that 
generally aren't getting you high, but the oils that are burning with the flour are actually getting you high. So the process of concentrates is removing those oils from the flour and the plant matter and just smoking that oil. And therefore, you're, you're having to take a lot less smoke to get the same effect. In turn, in a way, it's a healthier way to ingest cannabis because you're just, you're taking much less smoke. Um, and honestly, you get a much more kind of refined uh, effect or what a lot of people say is high because you're, you're not kind of burning all of these other things um, with it. So as a lot of people are kind of almost afraid, not afraid, but just don't know enough about concentrates and most people right. never, ever try it um, because of they think, well, that's just way too much for me. But if you if you start and even try a tiny little amount, um, I, a lot of people will notice, wow, this is actually, um, it's healthier. I get what I'm looking for faster. Um, and it, it really is, you know, as you get to use it, um, kind of more convenient in certain ways because you're, and if you're using the right devices, like we have a device called the Puffco, which gets it to the perfect temperature to really vaporize the oil. So it's not even smoke. It's more of a vapor that, that you're smoking or that you're ingesting. Um, and, and it's just a much healthier way. So at Tahoe Wellness, we have one of the widest varieties of concentrates in the entire state of California. We're very well known for keeping a, as wide of a variety because there's a lot of connoisseurs in this area that this is all they smoke. And you know, they want um, uh, just a wide variety of flavors and right. strains that are available. So um, come in and talk to our bud tenders. One of the coolest things, too, that we've done in the last six months um, is we have our own laboratory to make concentrates here on site that are grown here in Tahoe. Um, and the analytics behind this, I mean, when we go and produce this stuff, we have to send it out to a laboratory and they test for 66 microtoxins, different molds. Um, and, and all of the, anything that would be unhealthy, pesticides, uh, any type of solvent, residual solvent that would be left over from the extraction, all of that is tested at a parts per billion level, more than our food or more than anything else. So it guarantees it to be safe um, before the regulated supply chain and before that level of analytics. Um, it wasn't necessarily, it, not, not that it all wasn't safe, but some of it wasn't safe because you couldn't guarantee that those residual solvents had been removed and that there wasn't pesticides that were also being concentrated that came out of the flour. But now that we have this regulated supply chain, it's, it's really one of the biggest benefits of the regulations is that we can guarantee the medicine and the, and the products are completely safe. Um, okay, now along those lines, okay, I'm getting messages. I'm going to forward some of these messages to you. But one, first off, my sister Carol's listening in from Holly Ridge, North Carolina, and she's uh, she's somewhat of an expert just from uh, practicality. But more importantly, uh, there's other people. There's There's a Molly... Vice, I hope I'm saying it right. I'm going to forward this to you. She goes, I'm listening in right now from West Virginia. How cool is that? She was asking, hey, uh, if she was to order some stuff from your, I don't know what, I don't know what the law is in West Virginia, but I should have asked her, but can, do you, are you allowed to ship stuff out? I know you can deliver uh, proximity wise around the basin, you know, but do, can you do anything like a UPS to anybody that's interested in getting something or is, is that kind of strict on, on as far as inter, interstate delivery? Yeah, exactly. So right now, no, that's not possible. Well, it's not possible in both ways. Our, okay. our supply chain and, and a regulatory agency in California is very strict. The laws are very strict okay. that it stays in the state of California. Right. And then the federal law is still intact. So 
technically, um, Tahoe Wellness and me, they consider me a drug trafficker for selling <laughs> cannabis at the federal level. Um, and so federal law stops any type of interstate wow. commerce as well as international commerce. But what's exciting, um, Chuck Schumer, you know, the oh, right. leader of the House right now, the Senate, he delivered, he, they've introduced a bill. Um, it needs a lot of amendments and it's going to get a lot of amendments because it's got to go through the House and it's got to go through this process. But it's very likely in the next year to two years, we will see federal legalization um, at the federal level. And what that will open the door up for is some interstate commerce and interstate oh. trade. But that being said, a lot of states see the benefit of creating their own supply chain, licensing their own producers, um, licensing their own dispensaries, and trying to keep it in their own state. And there's a lot of benefits to states, mainly economic benefits. Um, It's one of, if not the biggest homegrown, you know, um, industry to hit our country Possibly ever. I mean, definitely the computer, because it was founded here in California, and, the, you know, of course, what the computer is to the world right. uh, is, is just as big. But cannabis, when it becomes legalized globally, oh, is man. such a massive uh, benefit to so many economies, to so many nations, um, and, and here at home, so many states. So right. if you were to ask me, I, I would say most states are going to let, you know, that they're going to build their own supply chains and let the industry be built in their own state to, for, for the economic benefits of their own, of their own state. Okay. Now, okay. Now let me know. I, I know that, and I've called Washington before. I've actually had a couple of um, senators on the show before. I've had Diane Feinstein on, but I, if you want, I could reach out to Chuck Schumer, but I, I don't want him to out you unless it's already passed. I think it'd be kind of fun to do a, a three-way, don't go there, three-way phone conversation with you and like somebody who at the federal level who would be, you know, would be putting forth a bill like this. I know you'd have to get, you know, on... I think you should go to Congress and just pass out samples on both house. Man, they would totally, they would totally sign this. Man, they would totally sign this in a second, man. I want to see, I I want to see Pelosi and McClintock actually talk to one another, you know? I I think it'd be right. (laughs) It's maybe the only way to make it happen, actually. I know. (laughs) No, I'm being serious. I'm being serious, man. I think there's a, I know that John Boehner actually has, he was the former Speaker of the House, a Republican, and he was, uh, he's invested, I think, in um, a cannabis company as well, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I know. No, he absolutely is. He yeah, left, yeah, yeah, he yeah. left politics. He went right. straight into cannabis. Yep. Um, <laughs> I would. And, and it, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he sees it as the best move. And I mean, these guys, you know, politicians on the Capitol Hill see, you right. know, every industry, essentially. There's lobbyists for, for every industry. And our industry, we haven't had anywhere close to the money of what real lobbying takes on Capitol Hill when you're going up against big oil, pharmaceuticals. Right. Um, basically, any industry has, you know, $100 million budgets that they have on Capitol Hill. Well, our industry is very small and just getting going, and we're still fighting being considered criminals yeah, on Capitol I, Hill. I know. And so it's, it's such sucks. a different dynamic. But what's cool is they've come to realize that, wow, these guys are actually highly organized, they're professional, they've self-regulated themselves before uh, the federal government has been able to tell us what to do, besides telling us we're just criminal, we've really created, you know, regulations uh, around ourselves to to show our industry in a positive way so that that they can see, whoa, we can make a legal framework around this. So yeah, I'd love to have, you know, we could get, honestly, Tom McClintock, who's who's Republican, right. and is our congressman here in California, 
Uh, he, he, he is amazingly pro, very pro cannabis. Exactly. He, he's one of our biggest avid supporters that there is. Um, and it's because he comes from, you know, keep government small. And if something is not morally wrong, then government get out of the way kind of thing. And, exactly. um, and, and he also sees the need to, uh, regulate it, create safe access. Um, and it's surprising because on a lot of other policy issues or levels, you would never think that, um, but it really is, I would say, in Capitol Hill right now, the biggest bipartisan issue that there is. They got to um, agree on, man. I, I got, you know, it's, it's funny. I had McClintock on once because I had to. It was years ago because he took an ad out or something like that. Then I had to have the other guy on who was a, whoever was running against him. And then, and then, you know, I mean, politicians I take with a grain of salt, you know. I mean, I just don't, I don't know who they're trying to blow or whatnot, you know. But I, well, I think it'd be kind of <laughs> cool just to get uh, some of these guys you would not normally or gals expect that there would be in the cannabis to show that maybe this stuff can turn around. Well, yeah. And, and again, I mean, I think that honestly, that, that is the, the uh, that is what's being understood right now. Is right, that, right, you know right. what the, the drug, the, really the whole war on drugs uh, needs to be reformed. There, there, it is a policy that's clearly failed. Uh, the effort was to, to kind of curtail drug use. And, and uh, as we all know, right. that hasn't happened. Drug use has risen. Um, and, and it really, in my mind, when you look at the overall war on drugs, this is a, more of a health issue than a criminal issue. Um, we've created a whole criminal element around it by keeping it illegal and by only allowing yeah, it to be man. delivered through an underground illegal market. Uh, but if we changed our approach on dealing with it and we saw it as health issues and, and somebody's addiction is more as a, as a health issue rather than a criminal issue, right, right. it would change so much around the, the way that we deal with people that have these issues. And then yeah. if, if we looked at it as, you know, adults are adults, we're allowing adults to buy liquor that, you know, you can catch on fire and consume it's as just... much as you possibly want on it. At the same token, if we're going to allow adults to do that, let's Let's create a, a supply chain for these things that doesn't fuel a criminal element like the cartels and the things that we know they fuel. Cool. And create something that is a, you know, a regulated supply chain. You know what you're getting. Um, and then when somebody gets off and addicted the same way they do with pharmaceuticals, when they get addicted with that, we treat it as a health issue. And yeah. we create things that are you know, able to deal with those issues. But anyways, it's, it's yeah. happening, man. I, I think that what's amazing is I've been going to Capitol Hill for over a decade now. Every year in May, uh, we do what's called Lobby Days, and it's really just you know, activists and gr- it's grassroots activists and advocates that we go office to office, hit like 400-and-something meetings throughout a three-day period with right. you know, all kind of people from our industry. And it's Amazing, you know. Ten years ago, we would walk in these offices. These people wouldn't even look us in the eye. Just kind of like, just... when is this half-hour meeting going to be over? <laughs> they would barely say a word, you know. Um, in the last time, we didn't get to go last year because of COVID. But the last time we were out there, I mean, these people are engaged. They're they're taking an hour with us when our our scheduled meeting was only a half hour. Um, it, the conversation has changed in such a way um, it, because it's the truth. And, it, you know, I always go by a, a you know, kind of slogan of truth and rights. You know, um, the, the good thing of our democracy is truth and rights will prevail. And uh, we've seen that with Man. cannabis. We've seen it with so many different rights throughout our, our history. But this is just another one. And, wow. and it's a good time. Uh, a good time to be alive and, and see it all come through. Okay, now I know we're, we're already over into the nine o'clock hour a lot, but you know this is too this is too cool. But real quick, who's going to be on uh, speaking this week that we can go see between like four and seven over at your place? 
Yeah, so we're actually we're going to have Kiva chocolates on Thursday, four to seven. They're one of our largest um, edible suppliers, one Ooh. of the best. I would say actually the best known in the state. Uh, they they have Camino gummies, Lost Farms, which is new, and then of course their staple kind of flagship product, which was Kiva chocolates. Right, right. Um, so they're great. Come by. There, there will be one of the product specialists that you can spend time with, and lots of freebies and different things. So come by and check us out four to seven. And then uh, as far as concentrates, what I was talking about earlier, just right. any time, uh, come by, talk to our bud tenders. So we have such a wide variety, and there's so many things to learn about it. So uh, that's any day, any time from 8 to 10. Uh, come check us out. Man, Cody, man, it's always – I can't tell you, man, how, how much fun it is just, just chatting with you. We need to do one of those AM shows where we just open up the phone lines and just go back and forth, you know? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'd be all about <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm so for it, man. Hey, say hi to your uh, all your staff over there. They're the really nicest people I've ever met, and it always smells good over there if I'm feeling depressed. So uh, we'll do this again next week, and I'll stop by. Uh, when you're there, I'll text you first, and I'll come by and, uh, I don't know, pick up um, some samples or whatever I can scrape off that, that cool table of yours. Yeah, yeah, right on. Look forward to seeing you, Howie. It'll, uh, I'll, I'll be here. Just let me know when you're coming. All right, buddy. Hey, love you, man. I'll talk to you next Tuesday for sure. <laughs> All right, Howie, have a good day. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye-bye.